For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Do you want to suck at fantasy basketball? Do you want people to laugh at you at the draft room when you draft these players? Do you want to be the laughing stock of your fantasy basketball league? No, of course you don't. So don't draft these players. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are going through the do not draft list for points leagues. Now, we have already done this video and this podcast for category leagues. So if you are looking for that, you can go and check that one out over on my YouTube channel or on the podcast feed that you're on right now. But today we're going to hone in and focus in on points leagues and the players that are on on average, going too high based on their ADP, and that you should not be drafting them at this spot. Now, if they fall 40 spots, then of course you can draft them and you will not be the laughing stock of your uh, your league mates or anything like that. And, and maybe, who knows, maybe your league isn't switched on and they won't laugh at you anyway. But I think that these players are too are ranked or going too high on average when it comes to ADP for your points leagues. Again, just to go over the basics, we are doing the three major sites, Yahoo, Fantrax, and ESPN. I am taking into consideration default scoring for Yahoo and doing that as well for the Fantrax ADP. And I'm taking the default scoring for ESPN for the ESPN ADP. So if your league has double-doubles or technical fouls or anything funky like that, it will probably be a bit different to these rankings here, but this is the default rankings. You can get a general sense of how I value players. So let's get bloody into it. Round two. Again, draft anyone in the first round. They're all great. <laughs> just just draft them. It's fine. Don't not draft those first round guys. They're all awesome. We're going to start in the second round, and we're going to go through to round 10, because after that, who cares? It's your last three picks. Doesn't matter. But round two to round 10, starting at round two, over on Yahoo!, Mikhail Bridges is the first guy we're going to talk about as a do not draft for both Yahoo and Fantrax. Now, there you might be thinking that, well, hang on, Mitch. Like, Mikhail Bridges went to Brooklyn last year and he started scoring heaps of points. He was great and he was. He was much, much better. But remember, in a points leagues, before he went to Brooklyn, he was like outside the top 100. He was a terrible points league player because he doesn't get any rebounds. He doesn't get any assists. Despite being a great defender, the steals and blocks, they don't, they're not really worth what the efficiency is not really very valuable here. So he is definitely better. There is no doubt about it, but he is just not as good in a points league as he is in a category league still. 
I have him in my projections at... Who am I looking for? Mikhail Bridges, where are you, Mikhail? I have him outside the top 40 when it comes to points league projections, I think. And I've got him projected to score over 25 points per game, but it's just the rest of his stat line really doesn't help him get any higher than where these other guys are. So if you're taking him in your second round, I think you're going to be disappointed. Even in the third round, I think you will be slightly disappointed at that spot. So do not draft Mikel Bridges this high, thinking that he's going to do well because he started scoring more in Brooklyn. He still doesn't do enough in the other categories to help you. ESPN. Donovan Mitchell, and I think this may be a controversial one, um, not as blatant as the other ones, but I do have Donovan Mitchell taking a small step back this season. And again, you're not as rewarded for his three-point volume. His steals don't matter as much. So I have him, like he averaged like 28 points per game last season, and I actually think that that takes... Not much, but a small step back. And I have him going more in that 25 to 26 points per game role. This is part of my justification for why I'm so high on Evan Mobley. I do just believe that they are a little bit off balance over in um, Cleveland in terms of the scoring pie over there. I think that Donovan Mitchell probably had too much to do last season and that Cleveland would like him to do less and let those other big guys like Mobley do a bit more. Um... And no one really projected him or expected him to be as good as he was last season. So I think that it's just a little bit of a regression towards the mean for Donovan Mitchell. And again, he's a point guard that doesn't get a whole lot of assists. He's not getting many rebounds in that team with Mobley and Allen there to gobble them all up. So again, similar to like that Mikhail Bridges, maybe a bit better than Mikhail Bridges. Um, but I still think in an ESPN points league, when he's going early in the second round, like fourth pick in the second round, I actually think that he has several spots that he could fall uh, maybe into the 30s, in my opinion, that uh, I think there are a lot other safer picks at that spot um, than Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion. So again, maybe a little bit of a controversial one, but based on my projections, he has over 20 spots that he could potentially fall from where he's being drafted. Let's talk about round three. Yahoo, it's Desmond Bain. Again, gets the boost in category leagues, and we are all obviously very excited for what he can do when Ja Morant is out, but it's only for the first 25 games, so don't let that inflate his value in your eyes. And even in that time, I don't think he gets this high in a points leagues. I think he is someone that on average will be maybe around that 50, late 40s range. When Ja Morant is out for the first 25 games, maybe he's someone that can get up to sort of top 35, top 30 value. But it's not worth drafting him there if you're getting that for just 25 games and then he's going to fall off. In a points leagues, again, in Yahoo points, you don't get any value for his efficiency, his three-point volume, which is the strongest aspect of his game in category leagues. And again, you know, five rebounds, four assists. It's okay. It's decent-ish. But again, it's not going to be enough for us to really lean on him as the guy you're taking in your, you know, sometimes it's late second, sometimes it's early third in a points league. I think that's not enough. On ESPN, it's my favorite punching bag. It's um, Nikola Vucevic. I just don't think he's this good, um, especially in a format like on ESPN. He is someone that, what have they got him? Uh, ADP of 33.7. Um, look, I know he's durable. I know he's played a lot of games the past several seasons. But again, you can't guarantee that to continue. I have his points falling off by maybe two, two and a half points per game in terms of his actual points. 
Um, and that's it. And I've got him projected to be around the 60th range for points leagues for ESPN. So he really is getting a boost up there because of the durability factor on a per game rank. I don't think he touches this anywhere near it. Um, and again, he's 33 years old, guys. Like, I can't safely say that anyone who's 33 or older is a just solid non-injury risk at all. Because once you get past that range, especially as a player like Vucevic, who's, look, he's not, he's not the most athletic guy. I mean, and maybe that maybe that's part of justification for why he's not injury prone because he doesn't jump around all that much. But at the same time, he's 33 years old. Uh, when you get to that age, injuries just start to come out and... Um, it would not surprise me at all if, if this season, you know, if everyone's drafting him because he was he played all 82 games last season, it would not surprise me if he plays 52 games this year. Like, that's something that's distinctly possible, and I don't think we should just be, you know, writing him down for 80 or 75 games this season. Um, so I, I don't think... I'm not labeling him as injury-prone, but I'm also just not bumping him because of his previous season's durability. On fan tracks, Freddie Van Vliet is too high. He is someone that definitely suffers in a points league format. So again, uh, you might not think that. Again, with the Yahoo points system, obviously like, oh, we don't have to worry about his uh, field goal percentage on, on in this format. But you also don't get the benefit of his threes. His steals and blocks don't mean all that much either. Um, he's also good free throw percentage. That has no value in this format as well. So here's someone that actually falls further down towards the 50s in my projections, maybe even the early 60s uh, potentially. So a lot of places are really down on Fred Van Vliet, uncharacteristically so for category leagues, but this is the spot that I think he is going too high if you are drafting in a points league format. Again, he just doesn't get a whole lot of scoring opportunities. He's a decent enough assist guy, but rebounds are low. Um, and yeah, I think the minutes could definitely also come down as well because he is someone that played a whole stack of minutes last season under Nick Nurse and in the Rockets. I don't think that's going to happen as much. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk fourth round. Drew Holiday on Yahoo is at 40.2. Now, I do expect this to come down a little bit more. We're still reacting to the trade that was um, the Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics trade, but... Um, I still think he has further to fall. I think he has further to fall in a points league than he does in a category league because I think the hit he's going to take in his, is in his usage and potentially his assists. The reason for optimism in a category league is that I think this has a chance to improve his steal numbers from 1.2. It was 1.6 the three seasons prior than that. Um, but even if it goes up by 0.2 steals, that's not that's going to do piss all for your fantasy points per game. Um, those hits to points and assists is a far bigger negative in that format. So I think he's definitely someone that you're probably not looking at until after the 60s, really. So he's got 20 spots to fall, and I don't think he falls that far um, with us reacting to that trade. I know he'll fall further than 40, but he might settle in around that sort of late 40s, 50s range, and I still think he is too high at that spot. 
ESPN, this is the first time, I think, in this exercise that I've had a little bit of trouble finding a bust candidate for ESPN's rankings here. So I've said Kristaps Porzingis here. It's not the worst. I, In my projections, I've got him um, settling in around more the late 50s than the early 50s, but I've put him in here because you also have to take into account the the fact that prior to last season, he struggled to stay healthy um, and you'd want to be drafting a player like Kristaps Porzingis later than his projected average because of that baked in injury proneness um, injury proneness <laughs> that he has uh, and i think that you're going slightly ahead of his projected um, average in my opinion he's going to lose points uh, quite easily in boston his rebounds might be similar his blocks might be similar but um, he just doesn't get the value of his good, efficient shooting and the threes in uh, ESPN quite as much. So, look, it's not the worst one, but I do just think that you'd want to get him later than he's projected, not slightly earlier. And then Fantrax, Drew Holiday, similar story, 44.4, so slightly later. Again, I expect it to come back more to the late 40s, but that's still too high for me. Let's go round five. Jarrett Allen makes the cut, and he is someone, again, I'm more low on than most, but even still in a points league, he is not the best. He is someone that doesn't score very much. He does get some rebounds, but I'm expecting a small drop in minutes this season. He's already injured to start the preseason. I don't know if it's going to seep into the start of the regular season. I don't really expect it to just yet, but again, he's someone that I've got outside the top 85, 90 range. So if you're getting him in the 50s and 60s, you've got 25 to 30 spots to fall from this point, and he's not even healthy right now. There's also even more downside that if Evan Mobley just does look incredible playing more at center minutes that he is traded somewhere and it, it isn't as good of a situation, which I think is a slim chance, but it is still a chance. So at 58, I want nothing to do with Evan Mo- uh, Sorry, with Jarrett Allen. I want everything to do with Evan Mobley at that spot. Uh, for ESPN, I, this is one of the more strange rankings for me, man. Spencer Dinwiddie, what the hell are we doing with Spencer Dinwiddie here? I guess the idea here is that he came over to Brooklyn and just started putting up an insane amount of assists per game. But Ben Simmons wasn't really playing at that time. I think he played like four games the entire time that Spencer Dinwiddie was there. And at that time, he was playing as a backup center, essentially. Um, And it looks to me like Ben Simmons is going to start alongside Spencer Dinwiddie. So... If I bring him back to where I expect him to average, which is more in line with what he's been doing the previous few seasons, he's someone that is decent in a points league for sure, but at 57, no, no, no way do I want him there. I think he's probably more of an 85 to 100 type uh, player at that spot. Um, And he's also someone that, you know, has had in, at times uh, some trouble staying healthy. So yeah, you, you're basically cutting out 30 to 40 spots of value, I think at that point. Fantrax, OG, Ananobi, just a terrible points league player. He is very good at steals, but that means very little in a points league. And he just isn't the guy that I think is going to turn into a scoring player. Uh, he might get a small bump in assists with Fred Van Vliet gone, but it's not enough to carry his value at this point at 488 I have him more projected in the late 60s, early 70s. So again, listing out on about 20 spots if you're drafting him anywhere around this spot here. So he, to me, is clearly someone you fade until another 15 or so spots later, 20 spots later. 
Let's go into round six. Jalen Williams, similar kind of story to an OG Ananobi. Um, in fact, they both project very similar to me. I've actually got Jalen Williams further back than OG. Um, so even though you're drafting him later at 65, he is someone that I think is probably outside the top 90. Um, and I think he's a good player, but he just doesn't get the rebounds. He's like a worse version. He's like he's like Mikael Bridges was before Bridges got traded to the um, the Brooklyn Nets. So I kind of view them in a very similar vein of form. He does put up maybe slightly better steals and um, assists, maybe. But it's still something that you're probably in a points league not going to value very much, especially in Yahoo's uh, scoring system. On ESPN, Austin Reeves. I mean, is this... Uh, what are we doing with Austin Reeves here? Like, why... I, I don't really understand why he's ranked at this spot. I can't actually get it. Um, he might return this ADP on the games that LeBron and Anthony Davis are sitting, but I don't think you should be drafting him there with that in mind. I think when everyone's healthy, he's probably someone, again, outside the top 90 to 95, close to pick 100, um, with the upside of maybe getting to this spot if those guys are out. But again, you don't draft him at that spot because it's all downside if they do stay healthy. Um, and there's no upside even when they go out. So I'd rather be drafting him in the 85 to 90 range, maybe late 90s if if I really wasn't that you know keen on relying on injuries and there's other better options available. So to me, at, at 72, it's not the best. Fantrax, Brook Lopez, he's a pretty easy fade in fantasy, uh, sorry, fantasy points leagues because, again, blocks don't carry much weight. You've got Damian Lillard now there. Um, Giannis and Lillard are going to be taking all the shots. Chris uh, Middleton's going to play a lot more than he did last season, in my opinion. So he goes from basically being the second option at times to the fourth option at best. Um, so, again, in fantasy points leagues, that is going to hurt him a lot. I think he's not someone you draft until outside, basically pick 110. Very, very poor points league player. So he is well too high on fan tracks at his ADP. All right, seventh round. Cam Johnson is a guy that is usually, he's just not as good of a, a fantasy points league player. He's someone that I probably wouldn't be looking to target until... Where do I have Cam Johnson? Where are you, Cammy? Um, don't know why I called you Cammy there. Um, he is, well, he is well down in my projections. I can't even find him. Mind you. Okay, so he's definitely someone that you're not drafting until... I've got him outside the top 100 here. Here I've got him. At 107, I've got him projected to score about 29 fantasy points per game, which is on the back of him scoring maybe 17, and that has a little bit of scope to improve to maybe maybe as high as 20 points per game. So he could get maybe as high as 32 points, which would get him to maybe the mid-80s, uh, which again is still, you're at 71 here. Um, you've got at best case scenario, maybe 10 to 15 spots um, downside and maybe as high as 30 to 40 spots of downside here. So I think Cam Johnson is someone that is an easy fade in the points league. Russell Westbrook on ESPN, the points league maestro, this is still too high. This is still too high, even in a points league. He is someone that, again, his points, rebounds, assists have been going down. He's 35 years old now. James Harden might be on this team next to him. And again, I've got him, you know, doing his Russell Westbrook things. But at, I've got him projected to be the 110th ranked player. He could be higher than that. He could be, you know, maybe close to that 90s, 100 zone. But when you're drafting him at 79, 80, 
you're really only leaving yourself downside at this point because there are a few factors that could mean that his minutes go down. He could just be not very effective. Um, James Harden might come onto this side. Again, you've got a bunch of other stars on this team. Maybe Kawhi and Paul George are more healthy this season than they were last year. There's so many factors that have Russell Westbrook going down, in my opinion. So again, 79, despite him being definitely a better points league player, way better points league player, he still is too high for me at this point. And for ESPN, it's it's magnified again because they do take into account a little bit of um, efficiency into account. Fantrax, Derek White, I know that's going to be going down. I, I know that it will be going down closer to sort of 80s and 90s. But even at that spot, he is someone that, again, I don't think would be projected to score inside the top 110. I think he's someone that's way back in a points league. He's not going to get the big boost and assist with Drew Holiday there. And he's basically the fifth scoring option in that starting lineup. So he's going to need multiple injuries to even get close to that 76 average draft position. Let's talk about round eight, Buddy Heald. Now, he is someone that I expect to come off the bench unless he is traded at this point. If you are a Buddy Heald owner, you are actually wanting him to get traded because I don't think it's going to be looking very nice in Indiana. Um, And again, in a points league, he just doesn't get any value from the best part of his game, which is his three-point shot. In fact, I have Buddy Heald, probably one of the lowest of anyone that we've talked about so far. Where are you, Budrick? He is... Outside the top 130 on my projections here. And I still have him hitting three threes a game, 14 and a half points, but rebounds are bad, assists are bad, steals are whatever, no no blocks. Uh, so he is just someone that just is not a good uh, points league player. And again, I think he's going to come off the bench. I've still got him projected to 28 minutes per night. So I still think he's going to get decent enough playing time, but it just really caps the ceiling. He's not going to get 30 plus 32 minutes, which he will need to be any kind of relevant fantasy points league player. And yeah, I just think he's really not a priority in points leagues at all. Um, ESPN, we're talking Tyus Jones and in, sorry, in Trey Jones and fan tracks, we're talking Tyus Jones. Um, so on ESPN, he's uh, Trey Jones is ranked really high for I don't know what reason, 80.8. Now, he's not a bad points league guy, um, but I think he's still probably someone you want to draft outside the top 100. We don't even know if he's starting. There's a scenario where Jeremy Sohan runs the point more. um, You rely a bit more on players like Devin Vassell, Kelvin Johnson playmaking for this team. So, look, I think he'll start this season, and I think he'll be decent enough, but... He's not a points guy. Like, Wemby's going to come in and, and he's going to lose usage before players like Vassell loses usage. So, at 81, I just don't see that happening. I think he's definitely more of an outside the 100 kind of a zone. And Tyus Jones for Yahoo, again, similar. You're not getting the value of his efficiency. You're not getting the value of his steals at that point. So, again, he's more towards that 100 to 110 kind of a range. So, again, you're giving up about 15 to 20 spots of value at that point for the Jones brothers. Let's talk about round nine. Mitchell Robinson, fairly easy one here. I actually don't even know if he's worth drafting in a Yahoo standard points league. Maybe if you want to take a fly with your last pick and hope he blocks five shots and and gives you points from that point of view. Um, and, and maybe one of those other bigs go down. So he's he's a late round flyer at best. And at 96, uh, again, that's category league value. But in a points league, he just doesn't return that. ESPN, Jonas Valanciunas. I don't know why we're valuing him this high. He was bad last year. And Zion is going to be more healthy, and he's not going to play as many minutes when Zion is healthy. So 
For me, Valanchunas is, yeah, again, outside the 130 uh, range for ESPN points, in my opinion. So nowhere near this. And again, Fantrax, Mitchell Robinson, same thing. You're, you're not even really considering drafting him. Let's talk about the 10th round, Gary Trent Jr. Now, Gary Trent makes his living in fantasy category leagues on his steals, which have next to no value in a points league. So let's talk about where I have him. I have him the lowest out of anyone on this list. Um, He is outside the top 140 for me in uh, points leagues. He's coming off the bench, it looks like. And he just is not a good points league guy. He gets no rebounds, no assists, uh, no blocks. He doesn't score that much, like mid-teens. Um... Just not a good fantasy points player, full stop. So I probably won't be drafting Gary Trent Jr. if I was in a points league. On ESPN and on Fantrax, it is PJ Washington. This one could be... Maybe I'm a bit nitpicky here, um, but I just don't think that he's someone... He's not going to command huge rebounds. He's not a big assist player now with LaMelo Ball playing more. He's not a huge scorer either. Look, I like PJ Washington, and at 116 and 114, it's not terrible. In fact, I'm being pretty harsh at this point. I think you could you could definitely take a flyer on him. But I just think that there are maybe guys with higher upsides at this point. I think he is someone that at this point you're still getting your last starter. Look, it's probably the most nitpicky of all the ones I've put in here. But um, I just don't really see the upside. And with the crowdedness of the front court of Charlotte, I don't love picking him at this spot. I'd much rather get a younger player that has a potential to break out at this spot than a PJ Washington because I don't think he's going to beat this. And if he is, it's not going to be by much. So yeah, I just think he's a player that I'd rather avoid until I can get him at value, maybe 15 to 20 spots later. That will do it for us, guys. Remember, don't draft these players. Don't get laughed at in your draft and you will go a long way to winning your league. And if you combine this video with the must-draft players, well, mate, you are you are on fire. You are set to win some cash and show up all your league mates with your fantasy basketball knowledge. So thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. If you haven't already, please go and hit that subscribe button. We are trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. I know that we can do it because I've had videos that get more than 10,000 views. So there's 10,000 of you guys out there watching this stuff. Uh, so those of you who haven't subscribed, go and hit that subscribe button. What are you waiting for? Also, while you're there, you might as well hit the big thumbs up button that's right next to it and make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at BallBoysFantasy. We will have some plenty more videos. We've got uh, next week coming up. We've got some more mock drafts coming. We've also got um, the final top 10 sleepers and bus video. Next week, I'm going to be doing a live question and answer, a live Q&A show that you guys can come and ask as many questions as you want before the final weekend, before fa- uh, fantasy basketball and the NBA season starts. So to get prepped for your draft, come and ask me plenty of questions. Uh, and until then, guys, you can go and check out ballboysnba.com. Go and Get the season guide, silver membership, platinum membership, whatever you want. Grab it, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.